the center it's all about you yes it's all about you from my heart to the heavens jesus be the center it's all about you yes it's all about
so good may not be where you want to be but man praise him you're not where you used to be and I thank you Jesus no more no more as you pray in the atmosphere of prayer I want you just to receive this as, as I'm reading this all in I want us to just go all in for Jesus and part of this he said draw a line in the sand destiny is not a mystery it's a decision and you're only one decision away from a totally different life one decision can totally change your financial forecast. One decision can radically alter a relationship. One decision can lead toward health, spiritual, physical, or emotional. And those defining decisions will become the defining moment of your life. Come on, why don't you lift your hand and receive a, a drawn in the line. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I draw it in the sand that no more, no more of the junk of this world will attack me. No more confusion in my mind. I draw a line in the sand that I refuse to be set back in my faith. I believe that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. I draw a line in the sand over myself, over my children, over my family that according to Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I am no longer just going to sit and let this happen anymore. I say right now, all the junk stops, all the God starts. Lord, we thank you for overtaking us as it starts right here in the attitude of worship. I just love you this morning, God. Love you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. I throw it all in, Lord. Whatever I've been holding back, I throw it in, Lord. I don't want to have a rich young ruler experience and, and be afraid to give away something that's possessing me. I throw it in, Lord, that I may love you, that I may grow in you, that I may walk all, all submitted to your will and your word and your ways. Father, I push away. I've lost my hunger because I've been at the buffet of my own self. I come away from that table. I come away from that table right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I help me to be hungry for you. Help me to be hungry for you. I push away from the table of my flesh, table of my emotions, the table of my mental thought, table of my logic, and I come in to consume faith come in to consume it lord god i thank you that my hunger and my desire is more of you i want more of you jesus i want more of you i must decrease lord you increase jesus more 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 of you lord god i don't want to go to church and go home i want to go to church and be changed I want to go to church and be transformed. I, I don't want to just go and go back and go back and forth. I want to go up and I want to go by faith and I want to walk by faith. I want to go from faith to faith to faith, from glory to glory to glory. That, Lord, that I may honor you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. If you'll just, I just welcome you into this attitude of worship into this attitude of worship lord we thank you according to romans 12 12 1 lord god we present our bodies a living sacrifice 
I present you a good sacrifice this morning, Lord God. I don't present my seconds. I don't present my thirds. I present my first. It's all about you, Jesus. You're the center of my joy, my life. Now just receive whatever area you need to be fruitful in right now. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Need to be fruitful in motivation. Just receive it. Fruitful in thinking the right thoughts. Be, just receive it right now. Fruitful in, in being courageous and bold. Just receive it right now. In the atmosphere of God as you making him the center. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your opportunity because something's possessing you. Go ahead and sell all you have. Give that away that you may follow after Christ. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for change. We thank you for the abundance of God Lord God more than anything else Solomon said Lord I need a double portion of that wisdom I need some understanding I know how to pray I know how to have faith I know how to believe but I don't know how to understand come on if you struggle to understand man that's your prayer to receive it you probably said, I don't understand why I don't have enough. I don't understand why my body feels this way. I don't understand why my family's a mess. I don't understand. Come on, get you a double portion of wisdom so you can walk out of here with understanding. And all you're getting, get understanding. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for worship. Thank you, Lord God, for worship. Thank you, Lord God, for us showing us your beauty. In an ugly world, you show us your beauty. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know how to see. We look into the heavens. I look into the hills from where my help comes from. I know that I know that I know, and you need to know that you know your help comes from God. Thank you, God. Thank you for always helping us. Lord, we believe that we have received in the climate of worship, in the climate of an offering to God, that you are the author and finisher of our faith, and we believe it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. As for praying with me. Some of us are so thankful to God, just excited um, of just all that God is doing. So uh, we want to make sure we give our all to everything that we're doing in, in the name of Jesus. Amen. How many of y'all believe Jesus deserves everything we got? Amen. He, he deserves it all. Uh, the law is not illegal. I'm trying to kick over some sacred cows today. Legal is not ungodly. So if we say the law is not illegal, legal is not ungodly. And again, we hit into some of the sur uh, uh, surroundings of what belief is and what folks thinks we shouldn't do and should do and all that good stuff. However, uh, God never put anything in there that was not called for us to walk in. Amen. Uh, in Romans chapter 3, verse 30 and 31 says, since there is one God who will justify the circ circumcised by faith uh, and the uncircumcised through the same faith, do we then nullify the law by this faith? By no means. Instead, we uphold the law. You guys bow your heads. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for blessing this message. Thank you, Lord God, for your word going forth. And Father, we give you praise that it is heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, you know, great thing that... Even if your kid does not do what you tell them to do, you still love them. Amen? That does not license them to disobey you in any chance they get. Right? That just doesn't license that because you know I'm going to love you. You just can go wild. However, that message is hard received in, in a lot of in the circles because a lot of times people think, I really don't have to obey God because God loves me. And that is true. God is always going to continue his love. However, a better relationship is when we walk with him. Better relationship is when we take those things. And so it, one of the big things that and we've been doing this since our youth group days, and, and, and again, it depends on what kind of kid you get. Now, most of the kids that we got in our youth group were gang-related or in some type of, uh, they were pulled out. They were in some form of a witchcraft, amen? And so they, need, they didn't need us being church on Sunday and then not godly on the rest of the week. They needed a full-time preacher. They needed a full-time pastor they needed us to do our stuff full-time if they especially the gang kids were like we don't join one gang and then go hang out with the other one how about that if we left that we left that 
So we couldn't do one. And, and this thing, and the unique thing, it, it, it kind of says it's like that, that, that if, I'm, if I'm planning both sides of it, right? It said, I was like, they said, we're too Christian to enjoy sin and too sinful to enjoy Christ. There's a difference, right? So what, what I want to do is I want to enjoy Jesus. And I always think about this in, in some of the messages when I was speaking at a school and they asked me to talk about drugs and alcohol. And it, I spoke to the eighth grade, big assembly. The next assembly, the principal, before it started, came to me, hey, man, you need to not talk so much about drugs and alcohol. And I said, hey, man, you need to call somebody else because that's what we need to do. He says, well, I don't think the kids are ready for that. I said, your kids already know about that. You think in a seventh grade they don't know? And the thing was, his daughter was in the next group. He didn't care about me talking about it to the other kids. But then all of a sudden, he's going to run down here to protect his daughter. I said, now, do you have somebody else to do the next assembly? Because I can go now. By the way, we're doing it for free. So I can go. You do this. Look, we cannot hide them from the truth. We need to tell them the truth straight up each and every time. And let them know. I'm not telling you to expose them to anything. I'm telling you to tell them the truth. This could harm you. This could hurt you. Do not wait until thinking someone else will do it. It sounds better coming from you anyway. They need to know those things. And I think about that even in the word of God that we need to tell them. And that's what we love about Family Sunday. We want to incorporate our kids and not treat them like God is waiting for them to get bigger for him them to obey them. No, God wants them now. It's okay to obey God today at whatever age you are in right now. So the opposite, who knows what's the opposite of obedience? Everyone says that, right? And actually in the Bible, the opposite of obeying is breaking. When you don't obey, you break. What am I breaking when I disobey? Well, I know when we were told by our lovely wife, by my lovely, or she's not married to multiples, but my lovely wife, when my sons were, and I were told, do not play ball in the house because I have stuff up there that's not ball safe. And when you have a parent who likes to play too much and you throw stuff and things get broken, then we have to start coming up with what? Anybody know what we have to come up with when something gets broken and she's not there? An excuse or a lie. Okay, so y'all see, y'all are being polite. It's, it's a lie. It's a lie to what we're, we're about to break the truth because we disobeyed, so we're about to break truth. And, and there's this great frame, and it's still, you know, sketchy to all of us who were there when it was broken or how it got broken. You know, we're still hanging on that. Some things we're going to have to take to the grave so that we don't get there sooner than we thought. But the opposite of obeying is breaking. What, what are you breaking when you disobey? So when there's disobedience to the word of God, there's a breaking of the promises of God. What is broken? I've broken that promise. Word, the word of God is, is, is almost like right there. It is vital that we ask what is being broken in our disobedience. What's, what's happening when I'm not obeying God? What's happening when I'm disobeying anything? What's being broken? What am I, what am I separating in that disobedience? So the proof that disobedience breaks things can be revealed as close as your own home, right? Right? Parents, look at me. When your kid disobeys, it breaks your What's the opposite of obedience? Breaking. It breaks. It breaks like it breaks my heart. Why? I told you what to do. I gave you the information that it breaks. Now, God is a rest restorer and he restores you and that's, that's fine. But there's a break and it's not just disobey, obey, disobey. It's something breaks there. I'll, I'll give you even more. I'll give you even more about that because, again, if you, if you think about it, the, the law of love is, is still intact, the law of love. So, I mean, you break my heart, you hurt me, that you didn't do what I was supposed to do. I love you. I, I do love you. I like you. I love you a lot. Some days I only like my kids. I, there are days I have to work on loving them. He says, but the law, now, now again, the, the law of love is still intact, but the law of trust is broken and will need restoration. How many of you got people you love but you don't trust them? Let me do this. You got relatives. You love them, but you wouldn't let them hold your dirt because they'll steal it. Come on now. You wouldn't let them hold it. I love you. We family, but I don't trust you. 
And what happens when that, when that comes down the pipe, when you got a parent who's fighting to, to raise their child and raise their children and, and love them but don't trust them, and, and it's broken because the law of trust is broken and will need restoration. The dangerous thought is that nothing physically happened. That's dangerous when we think, I, I disobeyed, but nothing physically happened bad. Because, so now that must be safe. And that is not necessarily true. That does, does not mean that there's, there wasn't some major damage, though. Just because nothing broke physically doesn't mean there wasn't damage. The statement, I used to love to trust you, have turned into, I wish I could trust you as much as I love you. I used to love to trust you. Now I wish I could trust you as much as I love you. I want to be able to trust you as much as I love you. I want to build that trust back. Nothing happens when that gets reversed, when a kid can't trust their parent as much as they love their parents. Because the same thing is in here. I was thinking, telling, I told Frank that I was just asking about him and, and about the fact that, and if you guys weren't here, then you get a chance to talk to Mr. Frank over there about his story and growing up and all the things he went through, the abuses, the, the disappointments, but God still lifted him up and, and kept him. When no one was around to watch him, the, the people, Miss Margina and I, the young people we saw at the ranch, at the daycare, the foster care daycare, the foster care ranch, and everyone that abandoned them who should have loved them, it created another law in people's mind, right? It is a law, but it's not necessarily the truth. Because then you can create laws in your mind that are not necessarily true. Kids go into class every day thinking they got the law, I legally can't learn. That's a legal lie. You have the ability to do all things through Christ. But you have to apply your mind. You have to apply yourself. So we don't leave our kids out. We've always prayed over kids. Don't leave your kids out of prayer. Don't leave them out of things that you're thinking they may get bored. Good. They'll be bored with good. Pray over them. Speak the word over them. Speak. I mean, just do not leave them behind thinking they may not want to. There's a lot of things the kids don't want to do that we have to bring them to. Amen? There's a lot of things you don't want to do that you have to do. They don't understand. You work around some people you don't want to, but you have to. Again, if we leave them behind, there's this whole thing, this whole legal system that begins to go up in them. I'm talking about an internal law. You can have an internal law about yourself that can keep you from doing great things in the kingdom of God. But, but let's continue. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 through 23, because there's a part of, of obedience and, and disobedience, and it's, it's just bigger than just not obeying. It's, it's, it's greater than that. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, uh, and Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Uh-oh, now we got a new name. So obey, the opposite of obey is breaking. The agreement with disobedience is witchcraft. Hmm, it's not even Halloween. And stubbornness is an iniquity and an idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now, uh, Miss Stephanie, she, she could tell you, obviously, Pastor Reed and Ms. Margina, all those folks that were there with our youth group, it was a lot wilder than what you see today. That just, it was like I was jumping on tables trying to make sure I told them the truth. Like I would lose, I would have all this extra effort. And God said, just make sure you pre preach the word too. Because you can jump around all you want to, but if you ain't saying nothing out of the Bible, who cares? They'll just know you used a bunch of energy and wasted a bunch of time. So we wanted to make sure that we were clear about the word of God. I want to make sure I'm clear that rebellion is as of witchcraft, right? Man, you can't be talking about ghosts and witchcraft in church. Yes, we can. We must never allow the arts of the world to keep us from the acts of God. The arts of the world. What are the arts of the world? The, the, we're going to conditioning of belief that you don't really have to believe God. You don't really have to have God in your life to, to serve God. You don't really have to. That's an art. That's not the act of God. In fact, Exodus chapter 22, verse 18, my newfound love verse is that don't let no witch live. It says, do not allow a witch to live. Isn't that crazy? I love the Bible. It's like, if you find a new stuff, well, which, which, which are you talking about? Not a sandwich. Is there something? And it's talking about rebellion. Don't let rebellion live. Rebellion will turn into a witch. It'll start to do sorcery with your mind and make you believe something that's not really true. 
It makes you believe something's not really true. Somebody can roll up on you and just tell you stuff. And, and we've seen people with all the things, they're recreating a lot of these uh, mass things that were happening. So one of the things we want to do with our children is teach them that it's not just you disobeying me. It's creating a climate for you to walk in disobedience. Right? And then your mistakes can turn into a losing streak instead of just, here, I made a mistake. Now I'm going to live and do what's right. No, well, since I made the mistake, I'm going to stay on that path. And it's time to pull off of that path so that we can get what God has for us and walk in the things of God. So never allow a witch to live. God called us to himself. When other things outside of God's will are allowed to live, they will infect our faith and damage our belief. I never had a faith infection where you've been infected, where my belief maybe. Sometimes, depending on what it is, it's, a, it's an infection of belief. One of the things that have recently uh, popped up uh, on, I think, on my timeline was uh, the memory, and I think I, I know I told you about it, was that I was speaking at this place, and these, these, the, the kids were at-risk kids, and this little boy, sixth grader, came up to me, and, and they were asking me to sign this book that I was speaking from, and he said, here, will you sign this dollar? which I, just like y'all looking, I was creeped out too. And I, I go, why do you want me to sign it? He says, because this is the richest day of my life. I came here broken my mind, broken my emotions, broken my opinion. And he says, if this represents money with your signature, I'll remember this speech for the rest of my life. He was a sixth grader. Sixth grader. He says, that's the first time anybody's come to this school and spoken directly about what's going on. And I will say this to you, parents, don't hide your message. Give them the truth. Give, give it all there. Give it everything that you have and begin to build with that. And, and, and he's, when he said that, it, like, it broke me. In fact, I actually staggered like I had been punched. I remember just stepping like, I don't know what to do with that. You're in the sixth grade. Where did you learn that from? Where did you get that from? He says, well, when you had enough people abandon you that's supposed to be there for you, you recognize somebody who came that's here on your side. I was like, I can't handle your big words, so I'm going to back up and sign your dollar and give you a book and let you roll on, right? And, and a lot of times, the, the wisdom is right there. Those who have broken us, those who have gone through that, uh, I was telling some kids about I don't, I don't use his name. I, it's, it's Daniel who I'm referring to. I was like, yeah, I got this young friend of mine, and, and, we, we and I've been through some similar stuff, similar things where uh, a lot of times kids think that it'll be cool to go through. But I said, if, if I had him right here, he'd tell you it ain't as cool as you think it is. You think it's glamorous. You think it's cool. It's not as cool as you think it is. And I said, now, now I, you know, here, here you guys trying to act hard. You grew up in a suburb. with a neighborhood pool <laughs> where they picked your trash up. <laughs> Not picked through your trash, but you run around like, oh, I'm hard. I grew up and I only get $20 a week for lunch. Please. You're not hard. You're hard-headed. You ain't, this ain't the hood. These are neighbors. Hood is where you have people robbing you. But that's, that's what we're getting. We're getting that all the time. They're walking up, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of speech, like, I want to hear, have you heard that new rapper? No. Let me wrap this around your head. Pull your pants up. Quit acting like that. <laughs> Mr. I don't like you. Good. I'm leaving here in a minute anyway. I was only here for an album. Come here for you to play around with me. You know how many brothers I've buried really live in that stuff? Because they let the law become legal. And they had this law of, I'm going to do what everybody else did before me. And that's the law of my family. And that's the law of my life. And everyone else was an alcoholic. And everyone else sold drugs. And everyone else did these things. So that's law. So obey that law. No. I've got God. I can obey Jesus and walk with him. Here are those things. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 18, think not that I am come to destroy the law. Now, here's Jesus now. When you hear all these people that say, oh, man, don't, don't be religious. Don't be part of that law. Here's Jesus. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. He says, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, jot, one jot, <laughs> or one tittle, 
shall in no wise pass from the law till all be made, till all be fulfilled. So Jesus was bringing a new and better way. Amen. Can we at least say amen to that? That he's bringing a new and better way. But he didn't do it through disobedience. He didn't do it through disobedience. He didn't come here and say, all of this stuff is bad. All these laws are bad. Let's break them and start something new. No, that's not what he did. He fulfilled them and started something new. And we give you this even better. He did it through fulfillment. Many times we disobey the purity of love, peace, and faith when something happens to us and end up breaking the law of restoration. Right? How many of you guys ever got mad enough that you didn't do the next Christian thing? And because you said, I was angry, right? And now the power of restoration cannot happen or it takes longer because of anger gave me access to break a law or break a relationship. So many times those things happen, restoration. Jesus was a way maker, right? He wasn't there about breaker. He's not a breaker. Whatever he did, it was done to make things better for all mankind. So I don't have to come here and, 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 and break Miss Rita to serve God uh, or break my children's heart to serve God or break leaders' heart here to serve God. I can fulfill and serve at the same time. And that's part of our purpose is to be able to fulfill and serve at the same time. And if we don't do that, we're going to end up breaking the law of God, and ended up in a unrighteousness because we're fulfilling something that's not even called, that we're not even called to. So a great way to know we are doing things unto the Lord is that it will proceed, it will produce a better place for everyone, even if it is a difficult thing, right? Forgiveness. Everybody say, for, say forgiveness. Okay, y'all say it again. Say forgiveness. I can keep doing this all day. Say forgiveness. See, because people are not participating, that's starting to make me angry. Say forgiveness. Now, I need to forgive those of you who didn't participate because I just got mad at you. I forgive you. I was about to break a law. <laughs> he says forgiveness. He says forgive, right? And we saw this, right? Jesus healed a blind man. They said, you are in breaking of the law because you did it on the Sabbath, right? What was the Sabbath designed for? For you to rest so you'd have power to heal. So he fulfilled the law. Y'all see the difference? Okay, let me do it again. Let me do it again. This woman touched him with the issue of blood. In the old covenant, the ceremonial law says don't touch anyone who has a blood issue because they are contaminated. Through grace, he touched her and she was, he fulfilled the law, even though they came back and said you're breaking the law. The whole point of the law was to make us better to do the work of God. Does that make sense? The whole point of your rules at your house is to make them better so that they can obey you and have a better time and they can see daylight in their phone. Right? Just, just bottom line. Like, here, just give me, give me your phone. Give me, how many, I mean, how many of y'all have had to confiscate your kids' phones? Right? And if you haven't, keep living. Because you have to, well, I have to stay in touch. No, we don't. You just knock on something. Do something. Just wave a flag. We'll find you. We'll pick you up from school, walk home. But apparently, according to my wife, that's not the Christian thing to do. Jesus fulfilled the law not by living them, but by overcoming what the world said would affect him if he didn't follow them. So Jesus did those miracles in the situations, right? You remember when he healed the blind man and, and they said, this man has been blind from his mother's womb. Who sinned? His parents? Have you ever been judged because of something that happened that you had nothing to do with that? Jesus said, nobody sinned. This is done for God's glory. What he was taking them through, I'm about to fulfill. All that stuff you walk around talking about but don't live about. He said, talk again. Now, now, I, now we dressed down. Last Sunday, Pastor Donnie, didn't we have on suits? Okay, my, my son over there, I love him, but he's mean. It's a bully. He said, I look like Lil Bill. Y'all know who Lil Bill is? <laughs> he said, you look like Lil Bill, because I had my little vest on. And he said, I look like Lil Bill. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, I'm still going to wear my stuff anyway. <laughs> and it was good. All I could do was laugh. He said, man, you look like Lil Bill. Your suit makes you look shorter. And I thought, 
Thought I now I love him. I love him. He didn't break no law other than I'll get him back. I, I, I'll have my shot. Yeah, you know, I'll have my shot. We we don't let it in like that. Do we? we don't. We we'll be in the car together. I'll get him back. I'll get him. Uh, but I thought that was so funny that he could look at me and think, "Little Bill." <laughs> he said, "Little." He was thinking of other names, but he finally clicked on him after we left church. He looked like Little Bill today. Little Bill, and then I couldn't get that out of my head. Like, I started, I started laughing about it the rest of the day. I think, man, that dude is right on target. So today, I, I, I got on something that I normally don't do is that we, you know, we have these Jordan shoes, and, and I, I am d- definitely wearing a pair of Jordans. But this is the, this is the absolute evidence of having gear and no game. I have on basketball shoes, but I have no game. Can't play well. Not a good basketball player. Do not look at my shoes and say, oh, pick him. Nope. That's not how you do it, right? Right? Those of y'all who play basketball with me, all I know how to do is run until everybody else gets tired. And when everybody else bend over, we're the same height. Game on. That's all I know how to do. I do not know how to do a crossover. I don't know how to do I shoot funny. And people don't even guard me sometimes just because of the way it looks. This does not mean I can play. It does mean I could afford them. Now, there are people who can't play but can't afford them. Right? Which is worse? This is. Because people will pick me on it. We got him. We got him. And I love it. I love it. I'm sorry to say I love it when I go around and I'm the only black guy and they really think I can play. And I let them pick me too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got this. And they watch me dribble, and they're like, you're not familiar with the office where Stanley got that wing up and he dribbling the basketball. And it's scary, though, right, to think like you, a lot of people, now we're about to lose your joy because a lot of people carry a Bible and they pick you to pray. Sorry. People just, sorry. You know what I mean? But you're carrying it. Well, it was good while it lasted. You know, we were having a good time. Right? But just because you can buy one doesn't mean that you're living it. Right? I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to get to heaven and realize all I did was knew how to decorate. Is this bothering you that the Bible's on the floor? See, the law, I'm breaking laws up in him. Yes, ma'am. I'll pick it up, though, because I don't need to mess with that law right there. That's the, <laughs> that's the law of home right there. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to mess with that. So, so thank you, Jesus. But it, it's, it's funny, right? Because a lot of times what, what we hear is, man, that person goes to church and that person serves God and, and they have all that stuff. So let's go to them for prayer. And, and, and it's like, well, what do you want me to do? Well, you're equipped to call in the things of God, not perfect. If you are perfect, let us pause right now. Pause the tape, the CD, so you can get out of here. We're gonna, if you're perfect, we will mess you up. I will mess you up we, we, you're, if you're perfect, okay? And what I mean by that is, is so, all of us come in here with issues. And God used those with issues. God used people with subscriptions. Not even just issues. Some people getting it, they got it on a, <laughs> it's part of the, we calling, we bringing in man, we, every week. I'm on that super subscription. Well, I may have to get a new book every day just to deal with all the stuff I'm going through. And, and the cool thing about that, where God uses people with issues, he said, because the law of how you grew up does not make you illegal for what I want to do through you. Some of us believe that we're illegal, even as a child, believe we're illegal. Some people remind us that we should be illegal. I can go back to my hometown today, and they still don't believe. They let you in schools to talk to kids. And I have to pause and not say what initially runs across my mind. (laughs) You know, because I'm going to say they let you in public to talk to people. But they don't believe. And just because someone doesn't believe you, that doesn't mean God doesn't believe in you. 
right? That's what sometimes we have to tell our kids that because we got coaches and we got teachers, and I'm not saying they're all bad, but there are some of them that are just so mad about how much they make, by the way, they chose that profession, and some of them are so mad about what all they have to go through, by the way, they chose that profession, that some of them come down on kids that they don't even know. Y'all think it's quiet in here? Y'all should see me at a teacher training. Oh, my gosh. And when I come up with the statement, you got gear but no game, and I'm talking about you walk around with a degree and you have no patience, you have a degree but no character, no care, no understanding, no compassion, but you degreed, you can see the principal back there. He has to get behind everybody and hide while he do it. You go because you're out of here. You know we can't hire you next year. I know. But I'll be out of here with the truth. And hopefully it'll set some of your teachers free because you're failing young men just because you got hurt over the summer in a bad relationship. You're failing the young ladies because your girl left you. You ain't got nothing to do with that. And it creates a law. Now some of y'all want to go with me to some of those trainings, don't you? <laughs> it ain't as pleasurable as it looks. So Jesus did miracles and situations. He came to fill up what was lacking, to develop hints and germs of truth, and to turn rules into principles. So he made the law into a principle. It's a principle of faith that if I come to God, come to Jesus, he will save me. I don't have to come to get all of my stuff together. I don't have to get grips. I don't have to have the best clothes. I don't have to, I mean, one thing about Family Sunday, look at us. You come like this to every service. Why? Because that's not what makes you right with God. What makes you right with God is your belief in him. That's what makes you right with God. Okay, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 through 2. Last verse, and then I'll expound on it, and then we'll go from there. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault... Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Grace is the unmerited and undeserving. So now, Jesus has a law. Did y'all read that last, last part of verse 2? Put it up there again, Pastor. The law not of Christo. The law of Christ. There's a law of Christ. Is the law bad? Especially not that one. There's a law of Christ. There's a law of obedience. There's a law of worship. There's a, there's a law of prayer. And it's one thing that you to draw a circle around all those you need to pray about, but draw a line and a stand to say that I'm not going to cross it until we've overcome it. Victor, victorious. Yet it is given as the law of Christ. When we see someone struggling, we are to receive him or her with love and, con and correction as necessary. The difference between that and the old covenant, old law was if someone was struggling, they told you to get away from them because they were unclean and it would make you unclean. Now you got the law of grace that says we're clean. We're clean. I can come to you and receive you when you're struggling. I can receive you in your pain, receive one another. The most difficult thing to do is watch uh, family members not receive one another, but they can receive their friends. There's a man at the gym. He wanted to get into an argument with everybody. He wanted to just fight with people. I don't know why they want to do this in the locker rooms because it's just it's as creepy as it gets. They just That's the time, you know, people are changing like, why? Why didn't you wait till we were all dressed? You know, pick that fight then. There's just something wrong with that. But I was thinking, like, he wants to fight everybody else because he won't stand up to his boss. So he's looking to fight everyone else because the person he needs to stand up to, he won't do it. And sometimes your kids come home and, have you ever had your kids, and don't raise your hand, snap at you, yell at you? Don't raise your hand. Just, just don't even nod. Just, and, I did not. And they're like, you, you should start seeing, I always tell my kids, you should start seeing, like, doctors in front of you like the first time you open your eyes you should start seeing like when you were a kid and your first Christmas and that's your life flashing before your eyes that that should be happening to you right now because if you yell at me again we're, some, we're, we're about to snatch you out okay I love you I believe in you but right now you're about to make a law happen and we're gonna have to get some legal issues 
However, they come home and they're frustrated about what they don't understand somewhere else, and they tend to kind of take it out on you. Because why? You love them. And they know it's something that they can get away with. However, you need to read them Galatians 2 and verse 21. Do not frustrate grace. Because <laughs> if you frustrate grace, then you have to go to something else. That means if they love you enough to lose their temper or lose their cool, you should love them enough to tell them the truth each and every time. In love. Yes, in love. Whatever. In love. <laughs> in love, apparently. Okay? And some of us love louder than others. Some of us love angrier than others. I love you. It's just like, I love you. Get that trash out. Let's read it. Go, I love you, honey. Baby, you're so sweet. I love you too. It'd be sweet if you did what you're supposed to be doing. Love you, man. <laughs> now go sit out in front of the car until we get this. Let's stand out there. <laughs> now we're good, though. We're good, right? And through obedience, we can have that, right? I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough to lift you up before Christ. I love you enough to know that you're not just born, but you're protected. And by God's glory and grace. So we don't want to get rid of everything that we have in place. Now, the rules of God or the law of God is the fulfillment of God and the purpose of God. So he says, let me write this to you. This means as much as we know he was there in the beginning, his endings are just as powerful. Jesus' endings are just as powerful. And you stole my verse, speaking it over these kids, because it's Philippians 1, 6. That he that begun a good work in you was able to complete it. I wanted to say that. I was like, Jesus, help me. I love it. I love, I love, I love, I love Pastor Rita. And, and she's, I mean, I have to, I mean, I mean, I get to. But we can have some of the most intense laughing sessions over some of the most simple stuff uh, ever and and just us hanging out together and i think that's the love of god that has been going on and on and on not taking each other for granted but loving each other each and every day and i go oh well i got him go to work man get the check okay go to work get that sent home oh i love you honey i'm glad i said it once get dinner ready We'll be waiting on all that. That's not how it works. And I don't believe that's how it works with God. He wants you to walk with him, not walk over him. Amen? Amen. So we'll do that. All right. So y'all have had enough. All right. You guys bow your heads. Kids, go get them baked goods ready for us to donate to science. <laughs> all right. As they are leaving, bow your heads and pray over their success which is you by the way all right amen as your heads are bowed eyes are closed scott if you get those doors for me that'd be tremendous father we just pray we thank you thank you for your word that lord that there's a reason why you've called us to such a structured walk such a time of obedience there are some things that have been broken in our lives. Hearts have been broken, even in this very room. Lord, I thought never would be able to be restored and never be able to come to the things. But Lord, I thank you that today you're showing us that you came to fulfill things, not break them. You didn't come, Lord God, to create some type of riot so we can follow rules. You said, here's the principle. Speak the word only and see people healed, delivered, and set free. Speak the word over your heart. Though it was once broken, now it is healed. You can love again. You can be restored again. You can trust again. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that your word is coming. And your word shows up. And as you did with the prodigal son, Lord, you, the father always saw him coming. From a long ways off, you see us coming, Lord Jesus. No matter how far away you've been, God sees you coming, sees you coming back, sees you being restored. Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for fulfilling everything right in front of us. Saying that we're not unclean. We're not ungodly. We're right in the presence of God. And Father, that though I may have felt that my confidence wasn't there, that my boldness wasn't there, I'm aware that my God is always there and he's everywhere. 
is more than enough for more, more than enough for me. I love you, Jesus. Heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord Jesus. I've been trying to do this on my own, but it's with you that all things are possible. And I bless you. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, you're praying. You're in here and you're saying, I don't know Jesus. I've never accepted him. I've never openly accepted him. I've silently, I've been in silence, but I haven't been in the open. As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, people are praying. If that's you, I want you to just lift your hand. We just want to pray over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And you're in here and you're saying, I, I, I just want to get that closer walk with God. Get closer to you, Jesus. I don't want to be a Bible carrier and not a Bible life. I don't want to have just enough Christ to where I don't enjoy the things of the world. And just enough things of the world that I don't enjoy Christ. I want to be all in. I want to put everything in. Push all my chips in the table. Help me, Lord God, to trust you. That's you. Just I just want to give up everything. Not necessarily everything's wrong. I just want to give it up. Let's lift your hand if that's you. just want to give it up. I want to, I want to be sold out to you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, all of us. All of us, God, there are things I need to just not have them possess me. I need all of you to stand at your feet. Put one hand over your heart. Let's lift the other hand toward heaven. Let's pray the prayer of faith. Lead people to Christ this morning. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for sending him to die for me. I receive today the eternal power of God for salvation. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus died and he rose from the grave and I'm born again. According to your word, which cannot lie, I am now saved. And who the Son has set free is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for the blessings of God. Y'all give Jesus praise for that. Thank you, Lord. And I know you're quick. I know you're ready, but, but, but just, just cross your arms like this. Stop, 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 stop. Cross your arms and just cover your entire front. Lord Jesus, I thank you. All of us, Lord, we're, we want to be all in. Lord, we've left some things out. And it may not be rich, young ruler things, but Lord, whatever is holding me back and whatever is there is a possession, I give it out to you, Lord Jesus. I give it to you, Lord God, that I may go and walk wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. And I'll no longer say, what if, or if only, Lord God. It won't be if only, but what if I gave everything I am to God? What if I gave God everything I listened to? What if I honored God with everything that I do, every word that comes out of my mouth? What if I honored God with all of my kids and all of my heart, soul, mind, and body? What if I will not be sitting around say if only I had done it so Lord God I thank you for receiving us all in this morning all in and we believe that you are able to do it through us in Jesus name everybody say amen amen